Come on with one voice, one voice, let's sing by the fire. 
So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught, whether by what we said or what we wrote. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us eternal encouragement and good hope by grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good work and word. Amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church and the church said together, praise be to God for his word today. Amen and amen. Let's remember this week as we pray in our own personal uh, devotional times, we always try to cover all the families of our uh, ministry and prayer over the course of the month and this week we want to remember the Davis families, the uh, Douglas family, the Duval family and the Elam family. So uh, as we pray today and as we pray this week, let's ask God to uh, be a blessing to these families and, uh, and let's even take it a step further as we uh, ask God to bless them and uh, and to make ways for them, let's reach out to them and let them know uh, that we pray for them. It's very encouraging for when you hear someone reach out to you and unexpectedly and to say, hey, just know that I'm praying for you today and you are on my mind. So this week, I challenge you not only to pray for these families and lift them up to the Lord, but I challenge you to reach out to them this week and let them know you are praying for them. Let's continue to pray for our election. We do have some uh, runoff elections out there and uh, I'm trying to get things finalized for midterm elections. Let's continue to pray. Uh, God strength and his uh, empowering of us all to get out and vote and exercise our, vote, our voice and uh, asking him to lead God and direct our leaders both um, uh, locally, statewide, and nationally, and even internationally. Uh, let's continue to remember our students, our teachers, and administrators in schools, and uh, pray for their safety and pray for the success uh, of our students. And let's continue to pray for our church family that God be glorified by all we attempt to do uh, and say in his name that he be glorified as we uh, attempt to reach out our community uh, in good deeds or with good deeds and with the good news of the gospel. Amen. 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 We encourage you uh, this morning, whatever needs you have, let's take them to the Lord together this morning, knowing that he hears and answers our prayers. Let's look to the Lord together this morning. Father, we thank you today for this day. Thank you, Lord, for our breath in our bodies. Thank you, Lord, for our, our hearts beating on time. And we praise you today for life. And we do, as the psalmist says, let everything that has breath, let everything that breathes, praise the Lord. And we rose this morning with that intent in our hearts to gather with your people and to praise your name, to lift you up. We thank you, Lord, for your people gathered this morning. Thank you, Lord, for those in person. Thank you for those virtually. And we pray that you continue to touch each and every one of us, touch each and every family represented here this morning. Lord, we call out the Davis, the Douglas, the Elam families, the Duval families to you today. Praying that you touch each and every one of them. Lord, you know all about them and what they stand in need of. 
And Lord, we pray that you bless them, Lord. Encourage their hearts and help them to have faith and hope and, and to know that no matter what it looks like in their lives, that you're still in charge of their lives and you still have a great plan for their lives and you have a uh, expected future and expected end for them uh, and a purpose to which you are bringing them through. Help them to trust your good plan we know that all the things that you have planned, planned for us are good and perfect. And we thank you for that today, this morning. We pray uh, for those that are hungry. We pray for those that are don't have anywhere to stay, Lord. We pray that you touch them, those that are downtrodden in society, Lord. Bless them and touch them, Lord. And let them know, despite their circumstances, that you still love them. And Lord, we pray that you place good people around him. And even uh, as we have the opportunity and the means, help us to, to reach out to those that are now trying to let them know that there is someone in this world that still cares. There's still someone in this world that still loves you. And to, to help them to know and experience the love of Christ through our good deeds. Lord, protect our world. Lord, protect our children in school. Help them to be successful. Protect the the teachers and the administrators and help them to uh, do their jobs well. Lord, bless those that are uh, sick. Lord, touch their bodies. Lord, those that are unemployed or underemployed, make ways for them. Lord, those that are discouraged, encourage their hearts and help them to find strength in you to know that they can go forward. We pray for every member of this church that you would help us to be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, that you would revive, restore, and re-empower uh, us to do your will and so that you get the glory out of our lives. We praise you today. We lift you up in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We continue Amen. to Amen. encourage you to participate in family worship. It's a great uh, tool to use to pass your faith on to your family and share your faith with your family, and also uh, demonstrate your family, uh, demonstrate your faith to your family, uh, and let them see you practicing your faith uh, even apart from what we do on the weekend doing Sunday morning worship. To know more about family. Family worship and how to institute it in your own family, go to our website, crisisassemblychurch.org forward slash resources forward slash family dash worship. Uh, we continue to celebrate the birthdays and anniversaries for this month. If you're celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, God's blessings to you this month. And we thank the Lord for letting him, uh, letting you see another year. And we pray uh, that this next year uh, of your life will continue to be filled with blessings and peace and prosperity uh, and health. Amen. Amen. Um, November is giving thanks month and we're giving thanks all month and I challenge you to practice Thanksgiving each and every day by getting out of the bed and before you ask God for anything uh, thank him for something specifically in your life. And so as we give thanks all, all uh, month long, let that be the first thing you do when you get out of the bed. Give thanks for another day and thank God for something very specific 
that he has done yes, in yes. your life. The old song says, count your many blessings yes. and name them one by one. And when you do that, you will see what God has done. There's something about practicing thankfulness that it will produce even more gratitude in our hearts because we're taking time to acknowledge God's blessings yes. in our lives. So many times we take his blessings for granted. Yes, and so let me challenge you to do that uh, all, all month long. Amen. We will continue uh, with um, uh, uh, Bible study this week. And also uh, there is LACE meeting this week on uh, on Thursday the 17th. LACE, Ladies After Christ's Example uh, book club meeting will meet this week. And uh, looking forward to uh, a great time. Also keep your eyes and ears open for uh, many different opportunities uh, over the next few weeks. Um, to uh, be a blessing to those in our community as we seek to partner and be a blessing uh, to those in our community for the holidays. Keep your eyes and ears open uh, and hopefully be ready to participate uh, in those uh, activities over the next few weeks. There are a uh, number of activities that are coming and some activities that are already uh, underway. And so uh, make sure that you uh, stay tuned in uh, to know what those are and know how uh, we as a church are trying to reach out and be a blessing to those for the holidays and know how you too can join in with us and get involved. Amen. 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 Now it's that time of the service where we uh, give a portion of that which God has blessed us to. It's that portion of the service. It doesn't matter what your gifts, skills, or talents may or may not be. We can all do this this morning and so we encourage you to take a portion of that which God has given you and blessed you with and now let's uh, try to be a blessing uh, to others who may be in need. Know that your giving goes to impact lives and you you give not only to give uh, uh, money or give uh, uh, gifts but you give so that lives are changed and so seek the Lord what he would have you to give and give it with a spirit of joy this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can scan the QR code on the seat in front of you with the tablet and device. You can scan the QR codes on the screen up on front. Uh, you can go to Cash App, Dollar Sign, Crisis Every Church. Uh, you can go to our website, CrisisEveryChurch.org, forward slash resources, forward slash give. Let's give well this morning. You can also come around with your mask on and give in the offering.
It says now, and I'm reading from the Christian Standard Version. You just follow me in whatever version you have. Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from every brother or sister who is idle and does not live according to the tradition received from us. For you yourselves know how you should imitate us. We were not idle among you. We did not eat anyone's food free of charge. Instead, we labored and told working night and day so that we would not be a burden to any of you. It is not that we don't have the right to support, but we did it to make ourselves an example to you so that you would imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, this is what we commanded you. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. For we hear that there are some among you who are idle. They are not busy, but busy bodies. Now we command and exhort such people by the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and provide for their, themselves. But as for you, brothers and sisters, do not grow weary in doing good. Uh, amen. Amen. This is the word of the Lord for the church and the church said together, praise, praise be to God. God for his word today. I want to talk uh, over the next few minutes about Christian quiet quitting. Uh, Christian quiet quitting. Uh, there is something going around today, a term that is being thrown around today entitled quiet quitting. Uh, and it's this phenomenon, it's probably been going on for uh, a lot of years and, and throughout many generations, but it has really got a lot of media attention lately over the last couple of years and this new name to this phenomenon called quiet quilling. Uh, quiet quitting. In a 2022 Gallup survey, it suggested that at least half of the United States workforce consists of quiet quitters. What is a quiet quitter? Quiet quitting refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job and putting in no more time, effort, or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Uh, maybe some of you find yourself this morning in that quiet quitting category that you have determined uh, in your uh, job and in your work situation not to do uh, much more than the minimum required, not to do much more and not to extend much more time, effort, energy, or enthusiasm in your job. These individuals who have gotten to this place are labeled as quiet quitters. As such, um, it's somewhat of a misnomer, quiet quitting, because what happens is these workers don't actually quit their jobs. They continue to stay on the job, but their productivity have now decreased. 
decrease and they are not putting any extra effort into their job. We find that this has been worsened uh, by the pandemic. Over the pandemic, and we've gone through the pandemic, and, and people have now been forced to really come to terms with their lives to understand and put an emphasis on the most important things. And, and people now are, are now trying to reevaluate their lives and put things first and, and, and commit to their own personal health and well-being and, and mental well-being and to their families. And so many are working, uh, uh, but they are not giving their best effort at work. Yeah. Well, I come to tell you that phenomenon is not just something that happens in the United States workforce. That's something that has happened in the Christian church in the United States. That not only are there quiet quitters on the job, but there are quiet quitters in the pews. Do I have a witness here? There are quiet quitters. People who have quietly quit uh, on their relationship with God and, uh, and, and, and expressing that relationship through the local church. There are many who maybe have not dropped out of church, but they attend occasionally, but, but they have quiet quitted. They, they, they are not extending any extra time or effort or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. They have committed them to doing absolutely the minimum when it comes to their worship of God and their service of him through the local congregation. Do I have a witness yeah. here? We've got, as uh, one old preacher said, we've got folk at the church, but not necessarily in the church. We've got people sitting in pews, but not necessarily engaged. And we have individuals who have quite quitted on church. And, and, and not to vilify in any way, shape, or form uh, uh, remote worship. Uh, 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 remote worship is this phenomenon that has been reinforced emphasize as a result of the pandemic and really have made churches step up their game to be able to reach people wherever they are. And it's a good thing and it's a great thing, but there are many this morning disguising uh, remote worship uh, as uh, quiet quitting. Do I have a witness? Because if I don't go there, they won't expect me to do anything. If I don't go there, I won't be responsible for anything. I won't be asked anything. I can stay here in my own little comfort zone in the comfort and confines of my own home and only do the very minimum when it comes to my relationship with God as expressed through the local yeah. church. We have quiet quitters everywhere in our world today. And I, I'm not saying that people don't have valid reasons for 
having quiet quitting. There are people burnt out, people disillusioned, people uh, in careers now deciding and finding out that's not where they're supposed to be. But there is something problematic about quiet quitting when it makes its way over into our spiritual lives. Because yes, you can be in a career or on a job and find out they don't have your best interests at heart. Yes, you can be in a career or on a job and find that they don't really uh, uh, respect you uh, that much and value you that much. But there is someone we cannot quite quit on and that is the Lord. Do I have a witness? Because he does love us. He does provide for us. He does have an expected great plan for you and me. And we can't quit on him. Yeah, he gives us many times things we don't deserve. He's merciful. He's loving. He's gracious. And he blesses us even despite ourselves. And that should motivate us not to give him the minimum, but to give him the best. Well, I come to tell you, quiet quitting, although it's a new trendy word, is not a new phenomenon. People have been doing just enough to get by uh, in their jobs and in their lives for since the beginning of time. Do I have a witness here? And not only in church or in the workplace, but even in their own families. People have quiet quitted in their families, in their marriages or relationships. That they're no longer putting forth the time, the energy, and effort to develop their family and their relationships. And now they're doing the bare minimum as it relates to investing in their relationship and find them and their partners drawing more and more further apart. Quiet quitting is a pandemic in itself. Do I have a witness that has has infiltrated every aspect of our lives? But it's not new. Even Paul, when he writes this letter to the church at Thessalonica, had to motivate them to get back to being busy, get back to giving their all, get back to giving more effort because many of them had quiet quit. Do I have a witness here? He he writes this letter. It's the second letter to writing this church. He had already wrote them one letter in 1 Thessalonians and and in the first letter he had already alluded that there were individuals in that church that had become idle that they uh, were in one or two categories. Either they were not doing anything at all or they were in a category where they had decided they were going to do the Absolute minimum. He had alluded that there were individuals in this church in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 14, and he told the church leaders to warn those who are idle, encourage them to to keep their hands to the plow, to keep giving maximum effort, and and so that the church can have maximum impact. And here it is. He's writing his second letter, and he has to uh, give a little bit more effort into developing 
this idea of those who have become idle, those who have quiet, quitted in their relationship with God as expressed through the local church. Now he is having to pick up the subject one more time. And as in, in chapter, uh, in the first letter, he only gave a part of a verse to discuss it. Here in the second letter, he gives seven verses to have to discuss it. Why? Why? Because he's having to go over it a second time to encourage them to get busy. So in his letter this morning, there's about four things I want to share with you. And we'll be done this morning. I'll get you out of here so you can watch some football. Paul wanted them to know and wanted us to know this morning that we should take idleness and quiet quitting seriously. We need to take quiet quitting seriously, especially quiet quitting as it relates to our relationship with God as expressed through the local congregation. Notice in verse 6 he says, I command you. I command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to keep away from those who have become idols. And then you skip down to verse 14 through 15. He says, if anyone does not obey our instruction, you ought to take notice of that person and don't associate with them so that they will be ashamed. Now, wait a minute, Paul. That seems a little harsh. Don't you know what people are going through? People got all kind of mental and psychological barriers and stresses and pandemics and all kinds of things they're dealing with that's causing them to do what they're doing. Paul says, yes, you can quite quit in a lot of things in life, but there's one area of our lives that we cannot quite quit, and that is our relationship with God. And Paul wanted them to know how serious it was so much that he uses strong language here. I command you. Don't even associate with them. Man, well, well Paul, that's, that's, that's kind of rough. But, but you have to realize what Paul is doing. He says, I'm not telling you this for the fear, mere fact that I don't want you to associate with them, these people. I want you to be careful about your associations with them. But I want you to interact with them in a way so hopefully they will be ashamed and therefore motivated to not continue in their quiet quitting. Do I have a witness here? Yeah. You, you notice what Paul said. He said you got to be careful about being around, around quiet quitters. Because there are certain things that become contagious. You become more like those you hang around. And, 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 and if you hang around a lot of quiet quitters, then don't be surprised when you quiet quit in your life. Uh, let me come down your alley. If you hang around a lot of folks that are not invested in their relationship with their spouse or significant other, don't get surprised when your relationship with your spouse or significant other is not what it's supposed to be. Because when we hang around and associate with those people, sometimes those things wear off on us through our witnesses. Don't be surprised if you hang around those on your job who have quiet quitted because they're dissatisfied. Don't be surprised when you 
have become dissatisfied and now have quiet quitted on your job. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but Paul said be careful about your associations because they can wear off on you. Being careful. If you hang around folks who've fallen out of church or don't attend church or don't commit or serve in a local church somewhere, don't be surprised when you fall out of church and don't commit to local church or giving your all in a local church so that your community benefits. Paul said, we got to take this quiet quitting stuff serious. So much so that he says, warn them. Yes, sir. Warn them. And, and this is an encouragement that 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 quiet quitting can can have detrimental effects on our lives, and we got to get busy. You you gotta get back investing in that relationship with your spouse and significant other. You gotta get back busy investing uh, in your career, whether it's at your current employer or the next one. You gotta get back. What we talked about just last week that that that, that the more you find your yourself uh, 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 becoming disillusioned in life, the less work you're going to do, which causes you to be even more uh, 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 devalued and disillusioned in life, which causes you to work less. And you find yourself in this revolving circle uh, uh, of decreasing in your effectiveness in life. Why? Because you quit on life. He says you gotta take this stuff seriously. Because when it gets in one area of your life, it can get in other areas. We 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 can't assume that we can section off certain areas and and this won't cross over to this aspect of my life. It it will impact every aspect of our lives. Paul says first thing is take it seriously. But then number two, I told you four things, you can count them and we're done. Number two, he says, we need to substitute uh, our quiet quitting or our idleness with service. Uh-huh. We got to substitute quiet quitting for service. Notice in verse number 12 and 13 what he says. That he says, command and exhort such people by the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and provide for themselves. But as for you, brothers and sisters, don't grow weary in doing good. What did Paul say? He says, for those that have quiet quitted on their relationship with God, I need you to tell them, get to work. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Maybe that's why the Lord has you here. I don't know why he has you here for some reason this morning. But he might be, his message to you this morning may be, get to work. Get to work in your life. Get to work on that relationship. Get to work. Get busy investing in the type of relationship that you need. Get busy about being about his business. Don't forget him and all of the things that we're preoccupied with. Make sure that we have put him first and kept him first and that there is still time that has been dedicated to him and the service of him in the midst of our community. You don't hear me. Substitute idleness for service. I know someone right now 
who are is experiencing the medical side effects of inactivity. Do I have a witness? I know someone in the medical field, you have individuals who are inactive and sometimes become bedridden and it's this revolving circle. The less active a person is, the less active they become. And then you start to see side effects like bed sores and skin breakdown in their life. You don't hear me this morning. The same thing happens to us experientially. That happens to us physically when we are inactive or idle or have become quiet quitters. The same thing that happens physically happens experientially. We begin to see things break down in our lives. Why? Because we're not moving. Hallelujah. We're just existing. Yeah. But not living. Yeah. We're just going through the motions oh, and yeah. passing time in life. Yeah. And not really making it count. Yeah. Do I have a witness? Yeah. I remember one fancy poem that I had to remember. It says, if you can feel the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, that means to make and take advantage of every hour, every minute you're given to be and not be idle, but to work and to make every second count. Yeah, yeah. come on now. Yeah, preach it. Work. Yes. This is not an economic argument. Oh yeah. This is an argument by don't quit in life. Don't quit. And in your spiritual lives, don't quit because God's been good to you yeah. and deserves your best yeah. because He keeps providing for you. Substitute your quiet quitting yeah. with service. He says, Work. Yeah. And for those that are working, don't quiet quit. Don't yeah. get weary. Don't grow weary. Yeah. Do I witness? And he says work. That word work behind the Greek is some intensity behind that work, 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 work. And then here he says don't grow weary. That means to, to intensify in our work. In, in the midst of the pandemic, many of us still trying to come out of quarantine mentally and spiritually. We might be out of quarantine physically, but we're still there mentally and spiritually. God's word to us this morning is work. It's time to get up off the couch. It's time to get up off the bed. I've blessed you with too much. I've gifted you with too much. You're too gifted to be sitting there doing nothing. Read it. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Good, Thank you. Yes, sir. He says substitute the quiet quitting Thank you, God. with service. See, you you got to see how, how it is for us because let me tell you what was happening in their day. Paul, in both letters, is dealing with the Lord's coming back. Do I have a witness here? That's his major thing. 
But in the midst of it, some of them had self-deluded themselves into saying, well, if he's coming back and it could be tomorrow, then all I need to do is sit down and do nothing and retire and wait on him to come back. And Paul said, no, you've got it twisted. That if he's coming back, that should motivate you to do more. I gotta go. He says, take quiet quitting season. Then substitute your quiet quitting with service. Number three, you can count them, we're gonna be done. He says, you gotta understand this too. Your quiet quitting has some side effects. It has some side effects in your life. I already gave you the, the, the effects of idleness and not moving and how it has an effect on your physical body. But notice here, Paul says it got some, some spiritual side effects. In verse 11, notice they, they were not working, they were not giving their all. Verse 11, and he said to them, For we here, some of you, are idle. They are not busy, but they are busy bodies. You don't hear me. <laughs> See, quiet quitting has some side effects. See, not only were they motionless, but now they have become meddlers. For witness. They were, you see, you gotta, can't get it twisted. When a person has quiet quitting, they can still be moving. And still be a quiet quitter. Yeah. Do I witness? Yeah. Some were doing nothing, but then there were others, Paul said, they're busy. Uh-huh. Busy body. Yeah. But they're really not I making an impact. Yeah. They're not really doing the things that really mean something and that really count. Don't get it twisted. You can be busy and still quiet quit. You, you can still be moving and still having quiet quit. You don't always have to be inactive to be idle. Do I have a witness here? I can give you some examples. I can do things but and still be idle when I'm doing them. I can take time all day if I wanted to and count the clouds. Do I have a witness here? Or blankly stand face in space. I'm doing something, but I'm still being idle. You don't hear me. I can walk around with no purpose in destination. I'm moving, but I'm still idle. Do I have a witness here? I, I can play with my phone all day long, and so that I, I, all the time is gone. Uh, I can play my phone on things that distract me from doing the most important things all day long. I'm moving, I'm doing something, but yet I'm still idle. Paul says they have now become busy bodies. They're moving, but still idle. It's all been said. The idle mind is the devil's playground. Do I have witness? That this turns out to be true not only with our minds, but also with our hands. Do I have a witness? That when we're idle, not only do we not do the things that we need to be doing and should be doing, but then we can be distracted in doing the things that are of no good at all. Do I have a witness here? 
we, we, we don't give our hands to working for the good, we can now potentially be distracted to giving our hands for working for something that's less than the good or even worse, evil. Do I have a witness yeah. here? But I remember the old poem saying, good, better, best. Never rest of your good is better until your better is best. Are you giving God your best? I'm done. I got one more thing. I told you four. We were going to be done. He says, take, take it serious. And then you need to substitute your quiet quitting with service. And understand that quiet quitting, especially in your relationship with God, has some side effects. Yeah. I'm done. Last thing. He says, and if you need an example, he says, I got two examples I want to give you. All right. He says, imitate the great examples of what it is to serve. Imitate the great examples of what it is to serve. Well, Paul, who are the great examples? He said, I'm glad you asked. He says, I gave you an example. He told the church at Thessalonica, when I was with you, when we were in your area, I gave you an example of what it is to serve. Yeah. He says, uh, verse 7, for you yourselves. It wasn't that somebody told you, you saw for yourself. Verse 7, you know how you should imitate us, Paul said. You should imitate us. Notice we gave you an example. We were not idle. When we were with you in verse 8, even so much so that we decided not to eat anybody's food. Do I have a witness here? free of charge. Yeah. Instead, what we did was labor oh. and toil. Yeah. You don't hear me this morning. And not all how time the time's gone, but Paul said, I had the right yeah. to get from you guys whatever you wanted to give me. Uh. But I decided the better thing was ah. to do was not get anything from you for free, but to provide an example before you of what it is to work. Do I have a witness? And, and what it is to be busy for the Lord's kingdom. And, and even in Paul, having the authority that he did, he had the authority to receive uh, 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 benefits and, and to receive uh, payment and food and all kinds of things from the church. But he said, I didn't take advantage of that. Paul was a provocational pastor. He was a tent maker. He would intentionally go out and subsidize his own income so that he would not be a burden to the people, he, you don't hear me this morning. We got some preachers that need to learn from that this morning. They'd rather burden the people than go work. He said, I provide an example before you. Yeah. I labored and told yeah. not in day. I'm done. So that I wouldn't be a burden to you. Yeah. It's not that I didn't have a right to get from you what you wanted to give me, but I decided to make myself an example. Yeah. And what are the great examples of service? The great example of service in our lives is this, that, that people 
quiet quitting. Yeah. Do I have a witness? Many have quiet quitting in their lives because they become too self-absorbed and there's no, uh, no thoughts of how can I be a blessing to others. There's no, uh, no thoughts about the greater good for everyone. It's about me. But Paul said, it ain't about me. In fact, I've decided not to be a burden to you. And then that means me working day and night. I'll work. Do I have a witness here? He says, I labored. He he said, I labored for others intensely. I worked and I taught. And then he says, I loved others intensely. The reason why I worked is because I loved you and did not want to be a burden. And I've done this morning, but I want to tell you this morning that when you really love people, it will motivate you to serve them sacrificially. You have a witness when you really love people, you you won't mind serving sacrificially. I know we use this word love a lot in our in our world today, but when talk is cheap this morning, when when you really love someone, you you'll go a mile and back for them. When you really love someone, you'll get up off your derriere and, and even when it's inconvenient for you and be a blessing to them. When you love someone, you don't mind getting a call at midnight to talk them through you. When you love someone, you don't mind giving a little bit of your time on the weekend to be a blessing. When you love someone, you don't mind taking a portion of what God bless you with to be a blessing to someone else. When you love people and love your community, you will make time in your busy schedule to go and minister to people who need your help. But we become self-absorbed. Yeah. Yeah. It's about me. Yeah. Yeah. Me, me, me. Mm. But I'm so glad yeah. that we got one more example. Yeah. I got one minute. Yeah. We got one more example. Yeah. That behind Paul's example, yeah. we see a greater example. Oh, yeah. Do I have a witness? Yeah. And that example is found. In the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, you, Do I have a witness? That I'm so glad this morning yeah. that he didn't quiet quit on us. Yeah. I'm so glad this morning that he gave us his all. Yeah. I'm so glad this morning that he looked past our faults so and saw our needs. Yeah. I'm so glad this oh, yeah. morning that even when he entertained the idea yeah. of giving up, even the night when he was arrested in the garden of Gethsemane, and he asked the Father, Lord, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. But after three times praying, even when his friends were supposed to be praying with him and now had fallen asleep on him, do I have a witness here? After three times praying, he said these words, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. You don't hear me this morning. Why? Because he saw your need and he saw 
my knee. I'm so glad this morning he didn't quiet put it on me. That he carried that cross up a hill called Calvary. Do I have a witness here? And when they got him there, they laid him on that cross and nailed his hands and nailed his feet. And he didn't quit on me. Do I have a witness here? He hung there from 12 noon to 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And he could have got off the cross, but he stayed there. He didn't quit on me. So I went this here. At 3 o'clock, he gave up his spirit and said, Father, turn up your hands. I commend my spirit. He didn't quit on me. They laid him in a tomb that wasn't his own tomb. And he stayed there Saturday. He stayed there Saturday night. But I went and glad. serving you and serving my community 
matter the name or location or where, but I commit to serving you through a local church somewhere because, Lord, you've been too good to me not to serve you. And you've gifted me with too much not to utilize what you've given me to be a blessing to others. So, Lord, I pray for each person today that if they need to turn back to you, you give them the courage right where they are to talk to you and ask you to forgive them. Lord, then empower them and let them know they can receive your forgiveness and move forward and go live for you. Lord, for those that have quiet quitting on their family or their relationships, Lord, give them the courage to get back in the fight and start making the necessary investments in those relationships. Those who quiet quitting in life and feel like there's no purpose in their lives, there's no rhyme or rhythm, there's they have a meaningless existence, Lord. Help them to know that they have purpose, that they're here on purpose. You have them here on earth for purpose. And give them the courage to discover their gifts and talents and then go use those gifts, skills, and talents for the betterment of others. Lord, thank you for not quitting on us. Thank you, Lord, for not quitting on us. Thank you, Lord, for not quitting on us. Thank you, Lord, for not quitting us. Thank you, Lord, for not quitting on us. Even early this morning, you didn't quit on us. Our hearts beating on time, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. 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 For your many blessings. Touch you, each family represented here. Oh, yeah. Bless each yes. family represented here. Yes, Lord. Re-empower, revive, and restore so that we will get on fire about yes. doing what you called us to do. Because we know one day you yes, won't. Sir. Thank you, God. It's our responsibility to make sure we're ready and we need to make sure everyone that we can be ready. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. For that day when it comes. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we Jesus' pray. name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you as our prayer today. And as you Thank go you forward Lord. today, go forward in the power, knowing and that God hears and answers prayer. And if you ask the Lord to forgive you of something today, he heard your prayer. Yeah. And now go walk forward in that forgiveness, knowing you are forgiveness. Yeah. You, you're forgiven. And go forward and, and receive that forgiveness and do what the Lord has called you to do. I don't know what he's gifted you to do, but he has gifted you with something. Yeah. Many of you with more than one gift. Yeah. Uh, use that gift for the betterment of humanity. Uh, that is, we're teaching Cub Scouts, that is your duty to God. That the way you serve God is by serving humanity. Didn't he say it in the scriptures? For when you did it to the least of mine, you did it to me. 
you can't serve God and not serve humanity. Go and serve humanity. And one of the ways we do that is through our local church to see every opportunity that's there to utilize our gifts and skills and talents and, and pour those there to be a blessing to the community and through our other civic organizations that we are part of. You're too gifted to be sitting. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. In fact, let me just say this. Sometimes it's good to say it. Say it after me. I, I too gifted, too gifted to, be to be sitting. I, I too gifted to be sitting. You're too gifted to be sitting. Get in the fight. Get in the game. We need more people. Yes, sir. Yes, we do. In the fight. Oh, yeah. Lord, as we leave today, watch over and keep us bless each person that's here. We thank you for each person that's here and pray, Lord, they've gotten something out of this service. Help us to go forward in the power uh, that you give us, empowering us through your spirit that lives on, inside, on the inside of us. Help us to make the difference in at least one life this week. Whether that through, be through an encouraging word or something we've done or gift, skill, and talent we use to be a blessing to others. May we see the opportunities in front of us and may we get to work. Yeah. May we work while it's day. For you said night comes yeah. when no man can work. Right. So while we can work. Let us work. Yes. And even for our senior saints who feel like their time has passed. We yes. talked about that last week. Your best is still yet to come. Yes, it is. There's still work yes, it for you to do. Yes, it's not time to retire. Right. It's still time to get busy. Get busy. So let's do that for your glory and for the good of others. Yes. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. Amen.